American Ink presents Wake Up with Patty Catter. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter. Everybody, I have a really special guest today. I know I say that a lot, but all my guests are special. Jason Kirkman is on the show with me. Hi, Jason. Hi, Patty. Hi, you guys. I have known Jason practically my whole life. I've known him, I want to say, since I was in like first grade, maybe. Since since before we were both teenagers, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. So Jason's dad was our family's pastor. So our family went to the church where Jason's dad was preaching. And um, Jason, of course, was in church all the time. We were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesdays, and in between probably as well. So sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially you. I mean, you practically live there, right? <laughs> if the church doors were open, we were there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Jason, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to be on the show. I'm I'm really excited to have you because I have known you my whole life. And it is really cool that we both ended up in the talk show podcast. Um, arena and mm-hmm. we've met back up. I was on your show before and here you are. I online. remember that. I was thinking about that just today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, I didn't tell you this, but I went back and I was listening to some of your old shows and I listened to a guy. Oh my goodness. I can't think of his name. You're going to know it though. He is a Marine Corps veteran and he was talking about his book that he wrote and I had no idea he's related <laughs> to you. And I Nick reached Sacco. out to Yes. I reached out to Nick and I was like, Nick, I heard you on Jason's podcast or talk show and I really enjoyed it. And I said, you know, I I still am in contact with him. I've known him my whole life. He's like, yeah, I've known him his whole life too. I'm his cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that was really cool. Um, But I would like it if you could tell our listeners in your own words about who you are, how you grew up and how you started podcasting. Oh, how did, how did I start podcasting? Well, first of all, who I am, I am the preacher's kid. Number one PK is what I was often referred to as number one being the firstborn. Um, so growing up in church, I, I left with a, not a calling, but a desire to be in the ministry. So I went to Bible college, found out that was not going to be my calling. Um, I kind of related to, uh, to uh, David and Solomon. Solomon, you know, kind of wanted to do, uh, actually, David, there was, David wanted to build a temple for the Lord. And uh, the Lord said, no, you're, you're not going to do that, but your son is. And that's kind of how I felt, okay, this is not my calling. Uh, So I waited around for my calling, which for a while, for a long while was law enforcement. And uh, I worked a lot of different uh, avenues and aspects of law enforcement, everything from an extradition agent traveling across the country, hauling prisoners, uh, catching prisoners, fugitives to uh, when I took an early, very early retirement at age 40 um, for uh, as, as a police chief. I was I left the law enforcement as a police chief and moved to New Mexico. Long story there uh, ended ended up uh, in New in Arizona, where we've been living since December. And I absolutely love it here. Uh, how I began podcasting, I hope that gave you a little bit of my background, uh, but uh, I remember when I was a police chief that I would listen to law enforcement related podcast. And I thought, how cool would it be to do this myself someday? Maybe not law enforcement related, but something. And um, at the time, I wanted to, I always wanted to work in radio. 
And so I went to, after I quit law enforcement, I went to a lot of radio stations in Missouri and was told, do you have a degree in criminal and not in criminal justice, but in broadcasting or engineering or something? I was like, no, I don't have any of that. And one radio station told me that they actually wouldn't even hire a janitor to work in their building unless they had a degree in broadcasting. And I was like, okay. So I thought that, well, this door's closed. At least here it was. And so when we moved to New Mexico, somebody said, well, you ought to check out this radio station. It's a mom and pop station. Uh, I was looking for a full-time job. So I went up there and uh, he said, well, every it's not a paid job. Everybody that works here is volunteer. Would you like to volunteer? And I thought, well, at least I'll get some experience, you know? So sure, sure. So I started doing uh, different things for him. I got him streaming on the internet and doing some typing clerical work. And one day, he called me up and the manager said, I've got to go uh, to California. My granddaughter is in a little league tournament and I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Can you cover the morning show for me? I was like, oh, my goodness. Yes, that's my dream come true. Right. And I thought, well, what do you do on a morning show? He says, all I do is tell the weather. I read the menus of the schools and the senior citizens homes and just, you know, local news might have a guest come in every now and then and then just play music between. I was like, oh, that's that's easy. I can do that. So I did it for two weeks and I thought, well, that's the end of that gig, you know. And then uh, when he came back, he called me into the office. He said, Jason, I got a lot of positive response about you hosting the show. Would you like to have your own show? I was like, oh, this is getting better and better. But yeah, absolutely. I said, well, what would you like me to do? He said, I want you to do a political talk show. And I panicked. My brother is the politician. I'm not. Um, he's a great guy, but I, I couldn't do what he does. And I said, I, I can't do that. I said, he said, why? I said, well, first of all, I'm new in town. I want to be liked, you know, and you're doing that kind of show. There's going to be a lot of people that don't like you. I don't want to hear on the street the next day. Hey, did you hear that stupid Jason Kirkman? What he said on the radio last night? I said, there's always somebody smarter than you when there's that arena. He said, well, what would you like to do? I said, let me do like you do in the morning show. Have guests come in and we'll just make it a local fun music show. I'll tell jokes. And that way I can hear on the street. Hey, did you hear that funny joke that Jason Kurtman guy told last night? I thought that's me. I want to be the entertainer. He said, OK, we'll do that. So um, I did that for quite some time. And then I got a call from a gentleman uh, down in Texas that said, I heard your show. And I would like to have you on our station down in Texas. He said, but there's one problem. I said, what's that? He said, nobody in Texas cares about what's going on in Alamogordo. He said, can you change your format up a little bit? And I thought, well, sure, I can do that. So I started thinking about what I can do. And the finished product became the Jason Kurtman show. And as you know, Patty, it was a lot of oldies music from different genres with a theme that I'm trying to bring back the nickel soda pop. And that's not a beverage. It's a concept about the way of life we used to live here in America. And I would start each show with a short monologue talking about a memory I had and maybe how it relates to today. Uh, I remember one episode talking about walking home from school and passing the gas station and jumping up and down on the air hose to make the bell ring. What kids can experience that today? You know, do you remember doing that? <laughs> 
I don't remember that, no. but I do remember a lot of crazy things and fun things that we used to do. And in, in gym class, we had that big parachute we would play with. Oh, they yeah, probably the don't parachute. do that anymore. Yeah. Too much oh, liability. <laughs> you know, you know what though? I do remember, um, in kindergarten, we did climb that big rope in gym class and ring sure. the bell. You're right. Yes. And do you know who my gym teacher was? You might remember Mr. Scott from church. I don't know if you remember him. I can't think of his first name. No, we'll talk I can't. about it I later. Don't. Okay. <laughs> he went, his boys went to our church. I think it was Chuck Scott. And I don't, Oh remember. yeah. I remember Chuck Scott. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah his dad was my gym teacher okay. and oh my goodness. I can't believe that some of the things we would do in gym class. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember there being anything to fall on at the bottom of that rope. If you fell from the ceiling, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never could get up that thing, but yeah. <laughs> So I would talk about a lot of memories. You know, one thing in our family was oh, for a long time, a Sunday night after church, it was tradition. We would stop by the donut shop and get a dozen donuts. Uh, thanks, Dad, for the diabetes I have today. <laughs> you know, um, But the, just certain memories that I held as, a you know, things we did as a family, even things I did with my friend out at my friend's farm or, you know, going to Cedar Point once a year. Uh, with my friends and and just those memories uh, that a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of kids today won't have those memories because the only memory they will have is sitting on a couch with their iPhone in their hand. Um, and, and that's good that in some aspects, they can get some education about that, how to fill out forms, job applications, but that's all they're going to experience. They're not going to experience playing darts in the in or yard darts do you remember those yeah <laughs> yeah they don't have those anymore because of lawsuits yeah <laughs> um they kids today just aren't going to experience the things that you and i did patty as a child and i think that's sad uh and i i think that there's really no reason why we can't bring those memories back to our kids one of the things that i i said in my show every week was spend some time with your kids you won't regret it but more importantly, they won't forget it. It's so true. And, you know, we love your show so much at American Inc. We're now playing your old shows. And so, I mean, I, I think you should bring the show back. I absolutely am enjoying it. Well, thank you. There, that is a possibility. Right now I'm doing a, a, a very similar show with my wife uh, called The Cowboy and Cherry Show. Uh, I would be the cowboy. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's it's kind of similar to that. Uh, we just have a lot of fun and banner back and forth uh, when that's the and she's the reason I hate to blame her that I quit the Jason Kirkman show uh, when we met, you, you know, as well as I do, when you're doing a, a an hour long show once a week and you're syndicated like you are, I was on 26 stations at one time, you've got to meet those deadlines. Mm-hmm. And uh, starting a new relationship with somebody that I was going to be with with the rest of my life and also wanting to spend quality time with my son, I had to practice what I preached. Mm -hmm. So I put the show on hiatus for a while. And after we got married, she was like, let's do it again. But I want to be part of it. I said, well, let's do it and rebrand it. And that's what happened. Love it. Love it so much. And I know my partners over at American Inc. are really enjoying it too. I mean, as soon as they heard it, because it was kind of cool. Like um, my partner, Greg, he was talking about how he really wanted some kind of old show with morals kind of feel to it. And I was like, I have the perfect show. 
I got to tell you something funny about that, Patty. A lot of, when I was syndicated, I was on a lot of stations that were very, very liberal in their politics and their way of thinking. And they still loved my show. And I thought that's great because they're getting those conservative family values and they don't even realize it. Yep. It's they true. don't even realize it. Yeah. I love that so much. So one question that I ask all of my guests is what is one trial that you've been through and how did you overcome that trial with triumph? Oh goodness. There's so many. <laughs> I know. I'm uh, like, the, I can think of a few, right? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, one of the trials that I had was uh, one of the reasons why I left law enforcement. Uh, I was in an area in Missouri that was just laden. It was chock full of corruption uh, so much that, um, well, one night I even had another police officer call me in the middle of the night and tell me I better watch what I'm doing or I'm going to find myself dead in a ditch somewhere. Um that wasn't a warning. That was a threat. Uh, I could get into that. But um, the, when I, I my dad said just a few months, he was riding with me in my cruiser and he said, Jason, you really found your element here. And I, I did. And then all of a sudden, overnight, that was ripped out from under me um, and, and I was lost. And so that in itself was honestly the first real trial uh, that I've had. Um, I had to change myself. Uh, I had gained, I, Patty, I was over 300 pounds at that point. I had gained a lot of weight. I had to reevaluate my life, decide what I'm going to do. I started taking classes. I started going for walks, not for exercise, but just to be alone with myself, to reevaluate my life, to think about what I could do. And one day I looked in the mirror and I had lost well over a hundred pounds. And it was sheer accident. I wasn't even trying. It was just trying to change my thinking on the inside, which ended up changing me on the outside as well. That was the first trial. The second trial, Patty, I will have to tell you, and you already know where I'm going with this, but last year uh, I experienced COVID and pneumonia um, and I was put in the hospital and incubated. They did not expect me to live. They actually brought my family in. Their intentions were to say goodbye to me. Um, I made it through that. My brother had COVID during that same time, and he passed away on a Wednesday morning. Uh, he had got I I had left the hospital the Friday before, and he I texted him in the morning and said, "How are you doing?" He said, "I'm on the way home right now." That was a Saturday. Sunday, he went to church, did not have any oxygen with him at all, which amazed me. I was on oxygen for like three months. And one of the last things he said to me was, Jason, we're going to get through this and it's going to be great. I can't, I can still hear his tone and fluctuation in my mind when I say that. And um, he went to church, had a good time. There's a great picture of him standing there. And I'll send you the text that he sent me with that picture. It was really amazing. And he went to church Sunday. And then um, that Tuesday, just a couple of days later, he went to the hospital with pains in his legs. It was a small hospital. And they said, we think you've got blood clots, but our MRI department is not open yet. They, the MRI department closed at 5 p.m. Take some aspirin, go home and come back in the morning. To me, that's unheard of. Yeah. I, I, if you, they think you've got blood clots, they, get, they need to do something with you. I, I've never heard of anything like that. But that's what he did. And he came back in the morning, Wednesday morning. 
and he um, coded there. They revived him. He coded again and he passed away. My brother was my best friend in life. Uh, I was very, very close to him. This is very emotional for me to talk about this as we speak. But I keep going back to his words, and I've got him on the other side of this curtain behind me, and that's my day job on the other side of the curtain. It's on a whiteboard, and it says 1029, I believe it was the 29th, 21, Zach Kurtman, Jay, we're going to get through this, and it's going to be great. It's written on the wall. That is my daily motivation. When I have a bad day, I'm a recruiter. I have goals I have to meet, number of people I have to hire per day, that sort of thing. Some days I don't meet those goals. Can't be 100%, 100% of the time. And I just look at the end of the day at that thing, Jay, we're going to get through this, and it's going to be great. And that's my motivation in this room that we're in right now on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So that's that's so important to remember. And he was quite a bit younger than you, right? um, He was, yeah, yeah, he was uh, five years younger than me, actually six years younger than me. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. was 45 when he passed away. I am now 51. Thank you. What a (laughs) message. (laughs) What a message though. I mean, um, I mean, that's a very powerful message. You know, everybody, every day should be having a great day as long as we can. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I could go on and on and and tell you stories and brag about him Uh, because he did. He touched so many lives uh, in at work in daily living at the people at his church. He touched so many people. And uh, my young son said to me. A couple of months ago, he said, I never met anybody in my life that was as ready to go to heaven as he was. And that's a testimony to know that you're right. You've got your things settled and you're ready to go should that time come. So that's a That's a good goal for me to be ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easy to get carried away doing so many things that don't really matter in life. And then we forget about the important things. So, Well, life is so short. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Patty, one of the, and I told you about this too, because we talked when I was in the hospital and you were such an encouragement to me then. But one of the things that I learned was when I was intubated, I was thinking about two things in my life that had left un, I'd left unsettled, something that I needed to clear up with my father, and then something I needed to clear up with my sister. And uh, I, I just prayed that I would get the opportunity to do that. And I did. But also during that time, I was thinking, of a cousin I have that her dad needed to get something right with her. And I also began a little, I will call it a sub motto. It's not the main motto in life, but it's a sub motto. And that is don't die with regrets. And that's about the people that you know, the people that you love, don't leave anything unsaid or unfinished with them because it's so important. I thought, what if something had happened to me? There'd have been a, what if left in their life? What if we were able to, you know, rekindle the relationship we once had? And so that's been very, very important to me too. And to live every day and not leave any regrets at the end of the day, let alone the end of my life. Yeah, that's really important. I was just talking to one of my friends about that very thing a few days ago. And he's like, I remember reading something on your social media. And it said that if you like, make sure you tell your friends, you love them and make it super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Make it super awkward. Too. That's great. <laughs> so, um, 
Boy, um, before we wrap it up, I really would love it if you would share your social media so that people can follow you and know when your new shows are coming out, where they're going to be out. Because I have a feeling that you're going to be doing more and more. I just don't know why I have this feeling, but I have this strong feeling that you're going to be putting more shows out there. uh, You're you're right. I do plan on doing that. Right now I'm doing the Cowboy and Cherry show, which is a Cowboy Cherry uh, com. We have a YouTube channel too. We're restarting cowboycherrytv.com. Um, the other show, which it says in the radio show, it's jasonkirtman.com. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> it's some Japanese website. Now I made the mistake <laughs> of letting my domain name lapse and somebody picked it up thinking they would resell it to me for thousands of dollars. <laughs> I'm just not going to, it's my name, you know, it'll always be attached to me. So, um, but uh, I, I do plan on revamping some things and redoing. I had another little podcast for a little while. Um, It was, I don't even remember the name of it. It was, uh, oh, it was every now and then because I wasn't going to have a deadline for it. It was just going to be every now and then, (laughs) and that can still be found out there. Uh, But I did a biscuits and gravy show, which we're going to, probably repost that somewhere too. We were on a platform. I was telling you earlier that they deleted that platform and all my shows disappeared. So mm. still have those. Those were fun just bantering back and forth, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll be doing something. My social media, I mean, I can, right now I can be found at Facebook at Jay Kurtman, uh, just J-C-U-R-T-M-A-N. I can also be sent an email at singingcop at gmail.com. Awesome. Speaking of which, right before we wrap it up, you have an incredible voice. So one of the highlights when we would go to church is Jason would get up and sing. And then, I don't know, a few years ago when we connected again, you told me that you had a CD out and you sent me your music that you had been singing. Um, Where can people listen to you? Because you do have a really soothing voice and your songs are incredible. Your voice is just incredible. Oh, thank you. I haven't even thought about that in years. Uh, I know that I am at soundclick.com. Not SoundCloud, soundclick.com. You can search Jay Kirkman or The Singing Cop and find my music there. I remember when we did Reconnect, I wrote a song specifically for you. Do you remember that? I do not. I I don't know if I knew that. I'll have to pull that up and send it to you. Yes. So, yeah, I, I will say though, I think when we reconnected, it was probably a really crazy time in my life. <laughs> so. Mine too. Mine too. It was yeah. when I was a police chief. So uh, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I definitely, I want to hear it and I'll make sure that I put the link. Um, if you're watching the show, <laughs> we'll put the links there. If you're listening, we'll put it in the show notes. Jason, thank you so much for taking time out to be on my show. Thank you for oh, letting us. It. Thank you for letting us put your show on American Inc. We absolutely love it. And we're proud of you. And we're proud to share what you have to say with others. And what you do say does make a difference. One more thing I'd like to add, check out AmericanConsiderations.com. You'll find a little series of podcasts there about our founding fathers and uh, their ideas and how Christianity does relate to the founding of America. That's another episode or show that I'll be picking up again sometime in the near future. That is really great. I was listening to some of those episodes and you have a lot of history in those shows, which I also love. So, all right. All right. Thank you. Thank you everybody for listening. And again, Jason's, um, his 
social links are going to be on the screen if you're watching and they'll be in the show notes if you are listening. So thank you all for tuning in. And again, thank you, Jason, for being on the show and for being such a great inspiration. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. An American Inc. podcast. Be sure to join the private Wake Up with Patty Catter Facebook group to interact directly with Patty. I love being a part of such a great community. Don't forget to follow Patty on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Patty Catter. And make sure to subscribe to the show.